Welcome to Extravagant Joy with Steve Backlund, recorded March 23rd, 24th, and 25th at House of Hope in Cranbrook, B.C. For more information about House of Hope, visit our website at www.ihopecranbrook.ca. Jeff, thanks for having us. Thank you for being here and that we just can share a story with you. That's what we're going to do. We're going to share a story and just I want to pray and start that just the Holy Spirit just want to bring peace and just open up your hearts to actually and open up your ears to hear what he wants to say to you today and that we're in all peace and that everything that we want to share like our breakthrough is your breakthrough. So our passion is what we're going to share is that you will receive a double portion of what we have. So let's pray, and then I will introduce the girls. So um, thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Father, that you're here as a father to just cover us and just be with us and sit next to us and cheering us on. Thank you, Jesus, to be here as a friend to empower us, and thank you, Holy Spirit, that you're here to guide us and to open our hearts, open our eyes, and open our ears to hear, because it's all about you. That's why we're here as a family. Let this afternoon be family time. Thank you, Father. Oh, feel the weight shifting and the atmosphere shifting of peace. See the angels of peace are just like just overflowing their cups over your heads, just oil of peace over you. Thank you, Father. Amen. So I'm gonna tell a little bit what we're gonna do. Um what we're gonna do is we all four are gonna share each what we have actually experienced as a breakthrough and our actually our um life story that we're gonna share with you. And after that, we're going to open it up for, um, that we're going to prophesy and open up for healing. So does it sound good? So I want to introduce the first girl, and that's Lauren Tapaski. So Lauren, come up and I will <laughs> just, yes, Lauren is an extremely powerfully like intercession girl like it's so in the word and so full of the holy spirit full of jesus and fully in love with his word and what she's going to bring today is so exciting and she's going to share her breakthrough with the holy spirit and her journey with the holy spirit and i've seen her since first year because uh, we've been in first year together and now in third year together and she is a powerhouse she's changing nations so it's all up to you yeah, so um, uh, Steve, or I guess I don't know who asked us to kind of lead this session. I'm going to sit down if that's okay, because we decided we wanted to do this kind of family style. Um, just like welcome you into our living room and tell our stories and share our breakthroughs. Um, I was kind of thinking on like what to speak on, you know, and God, what part of my story do you want to tell? And I just really felt um, that this weekend was about encounter. 
and um, personal encounter and knowing Holy Spirit on a personal level. And so he's like, tell, tell our story, you know, tell our story about um, just my journey with Holy Spirit. So I'll give you a little bit of background. I am number six of seven kids um, in my family. Same parents, same marriage, beautiful, like crazy. My parents were young with the first four, and then they waited 10 years and had us three, and now they're like older parents. <laughs> um, and so, yeah, it's just like it's been a really cool family dynamic um, but they worked out a lot of their stuff with the first four. So us three, our, us young three kind of say, like, we got the seasoned parents who got to practice on the first four. So I really had an amazing childhood. And one of the things that I believe I carry is healthy family because I just have been blessed with, like, some amazing parents and some amazing siblings that I get to look up to. My sister, Amy, she's going to be 40 Um next year so she's 39 she's like working in a corporate company microsoft my sister christy designer at tommy bahama my brother's starting a church so i get to like have all this legacy that i look at and just i get to glean from that um but in that you know you feel like you get a little lost as you know oh i'm they're all starting their life and i have this pressure on me in a way to live up to what they you know, they've paved the way for us. You can look at it either way, like, oh, my gosh, they've paved the way, and I get to just kind of slip on through. Or you can look at it like, okay, where is my place in the world? And so um, I would say growing up, it was, um, I was open to things of the Spirit, which was really cool. My family had already trailblazed that for us. I got baptized in the Holy Spirit at six. I think it was before that, to be honest, but I got my prayer language at six. At three, I remember my mom after nap time. I don't know how I remember this. She came into my room and she's like, hey, Lauren, I don't know what prompted this. She goes, do you want um, to accept Jesus into your heart? And I looked at her shocked and I was like, is he not already in there? Mom, mom. Yes, of course. Like I remember tearing up. I was a very, very sensitive. I'm still very sensitive. And that's even part of my story as well. So love the Holy Spirit, even as a girl, just like tears in worship all the time, just like totally overwhelmed but um through some like hurts and my family is totally not perfect beautiful family but um you know just even as you're learning my brother was um a, when he was about 22 he got married and as an 11 year old I'm like oh they're adults like they're perfect you know their voice is the Lord's voice they're a vessel for Holy Spirit and unfortunately like they him and his wife just to be vulnerable like they um, didn't know what they were doing, and she had come from a lot of hurt, and so she had, they spoke like bad identity into me um, from a pretty young age, and so I kind of decided to shut down like my emotions, and honestly, um, because of that, like my connection with Holy Spirit felt like it had taken a beating as well. Um, wasn't crying in worship anymore, didn't feel like I could feel him, just kind of, I didn't want to be soft anymore. I wanted to be hard. I didn't want to feel that hurt, um, so fast forward to 16, um, just to be vulnerable again, we, my sister and I had these two very dear friends, and they got in a car accident. They were twins. They were our age. Well, they were a little older than me, um, and they died. And so um, just for, so we had one died, and then we, we stayed in the hospital with the other one for 11 days, and she ended up passing away as well. And of course, there's all that, like, there's the faith and the the incredible 
like it's just an incredible testimony um because i you know it's a terrible it's a terrible tragic story but through that like the lord totally redeemed my emotions and um i just felt the wall break and i remember the choice it was like okay you're either going to feel this or you're not and um you don't want to close yourself off to me and so during that time i just felt the closeness and the comfort of holy spirit like i've never felt before um, I would be in the hospital, we'd be laughing as a family, as, you know, with the girl's family. It was like, I just shocked, shocked as a, like a 16-year-old at the closeness and the nearness of Holy Spirit. So that's where I feel like my my personal journey with Holy Spirit started. Um, my mom had a, a prophetic friend who, um, she saw me, and I was at, um, it was during this time, and we were at the memorial, and I felt weak. I was actually physically ill as well. Like, I had lost so much weight because I couldn't hold anything down. I think it might have been the shock of it all and the trauma. And she saw me, and she started prophesying. She texted my mom later, and she goes, oh, my gosh, Lauren, she is so powerful. I just see her her voice shaking nations. And she just gave me this. And my mom's reading it out to me, and I'm like, Mom, I'm at the weakest state of my life. I've never felt so weak and so like physically weak. I mean, I was pale. Everyone looked at me like, oh my gosh, are you doing okay? Um, And I was emotionally weak. And just that word, I said, mom, I'm at my weakest. And she's like, yeah, but God doesn't see that. You know, he sees like who you are just because you're feeling weak. Um, And so I got to like learn from this prophetic friend. She would text me and she kind of opened my eyes to what a relationship to the Holy Spirit could look like. And so she was, you know, one of those crazies, which I love them, wake up and ask the Lord, like, what should I wear today? And I just love that. That was her relationship with him. And she'd text me at three in the morning and give me a word, you know, and I'd wake up to it and be like, Candace, what were you doing awake at three in the morning? Oh, the Lord woke me up to pray. And so it was something I really craved. So it's something I went after and um, had a lot of shame around me listening to the Holy Spirit. It felt like I'd given him up, you know. And so, but I decided, okay, well, let's try it. So I would sit every morning with my journal and just be like, okay, Lord, what are you saying for today? And just try to write whatever came to mind, whatever um, was impressed on my heart. Um, And so it was just this beautiful, it felt like a romance season with Holy Spirit of like really asking him questions. And because I wouldn't ask him questions before because I was scared that I'd get no answer. And so I, I... one of my fears, and I'm still working on it for sure, but and it's been busted so many times, is fear of failure. So failure in my face, I just, I'll do anything to avoid failure, including not trying anything, which is so silly. What did Steve say today? Like, don't reduce your life down to avoid failure. And so that's been my journey a bit as well. But so I would just ask the Lord, you know, I remember this one time I was looking for a specific size container, and I couldn't think, okay, I want something that fits it perfectly. And I was just like, okay, Lord, let's look. So it felt like I went on a little, uh, like, what do you call those, scavenger hunt in my house and just felt like highlighted to our candle area. And there was like a little tea light candle holder that was like perfect size for what I needed. And so I would just like go on these little fun adventures as it were with Holy Spirit. Um, And so, yeah, that's just something I feel like I carry is that intimacy with Holy Spirit and truly knowing him as comforter. I just want to read... in John, when Jesus introduces the Holy Spirit to the disciples, um, it's so beautiful that, like, I just love the comfort of the Holy Spirit. I think 
in the first part of my story, in me shutting down my emotions, um, I chose fear and walls as my comforter. I like built those walls up so that I couldn't be hurt anymore. And now um, I choose Holy Spirit as my comforter. Like, okay, Lord, I want you to be my defender. I don't want to be the defender of my own heart anymore because when I do, I shut you out. You can't build a wall for some things and a little hole for Holy Spirit. You know, you build a wall, you build a wall. Um, so, let's see. It's John 14. And it's titled, Jesus Promises the Holy Spirit. It says, if you love me, you will obey what I command, and I will ask the Father, and he will give you another counselor to be with you, the Spirit of Truth. Um, let's see, what do I want to read? Yeah, I want to skip down to verse 25 as well. Um, and Jesus says, All I have spoken while I was still with you, but the Counselor, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will teach you all things and remind you of everything I have said to you. Peace I leave with you, my peace I give you. I do not give to you as the world gives. Do not let your hearts be troubled and do not be afraid. And so I really take this uh, scripture as a promise that the Holy Spirit is my counselor and what I'm called to is actually close relationship. Jesus even said it's better for him to leave and to give us Holy Spirit than for Jesus to stay and just be one man. Because um, even though he could know our hearts, we wouldn't even feel fully known by him, you know, without that Holy Spirit who searches our hearts and knows us. Um, so that's just been my journey with Holy Spirit. And yeah, I want to be so sensitive to what he's doing. Like, that's my biggest thing. You know, when Steve asks us, like, what is he doing? I'm like, okay, Lord, like, I actually want to know, what are you doing in the room? Um, today, I feel like he's, he's healing broken hearts. And he wants to do it at a personal level, even just through him. Yes, we're speaking and we get to pray, pray and partner with you. But um, it's the Holy Spirit who's doing the heart work. Um, so if you need that, like, you're broken, your heart still feels broken, just, like, I just want to breathe the Holy Spirit over you and um, let you fully feel known and loved by him because he sees everything, and that's not a scary thing. That used to be the scariest thing for me. My mom would say, well, the Lord knows your heart. I'd say, oh, no, I didn't mean to do that. You know, my intention wasn't this. She goes, oh, the Lord knows your heart. And it was a scare tactic. It was like, well, you know, you couldn't be lying, but the Lord knows your heart. And so it was scary for me. I'd be like, oh, no, there's a monster hiding in there. No matter what I say, like, the Lord knows my heart. And um, it wasn't until I had, like, incredible breakthrough, and this was my first year of BSSM, um, felt like I was still, you know, getting my emotions back. I remember I wrote a prophetic letter to myself. And I didn't believe it at the time at all. I opened it up at the end of the year. And the first line was, congratulations, Lauren, you got soft again. And I just started weeping. And I was like, you're so right, Lord. Like, I have always been the vulnerable Lauren. And I remember he asked me one time, like, where has my soft Lauren gone? And it was so heartbreaking. I remember, I just don't know, Lord. I don't know how to unlock myself again or be vulnerable to those around me. And, um... He truly showed me how to do that and open up my heart to be soft again and to break down those walls that I'd put up to the people around me. My own family that used to be my safest had, you know, spoken death over me in their own hurts. I honestly have forgiven them completely, but it's been since I was 11. You know, it's been like almost 10 years now to like fully feel like I've forgiven them. 
Um, but I just decided to shut them out. And so it was like through the Lord, like, let's take it down brick by brick and let's, um, and it's still a process for sure. I still am like, okay, Lord, help me navigate this hurt because I, it's worth it to me to feel love and pain than to, um, block it all out. Um, so yeah, it's now like a promise and a comfort to me when the Lord knows my heart. I'm like, oh, that's the safest place. Because he knows your true intention. And I remember someone said to me, there's not a monster in there. Like, there's not a monster deep down that you have to hide from everybody. Like, you actually can have a pure heart. David would always be calling to the Lord, like, purify me, search my heart, make me clean. And he was a man after God's heart. He wasn't afraid to bear all to the Lord and to just let um, Holy Spirit. I don't know how David did it, guys. He was in the law. He was in the Old Testament And he pulled something in from the New Testament, that grace and that connection with the Lord. I even think of how he was worshiping, how he's in the field. Like, where did he learn to speak to the Lord in the field? Like, that's that's a mystery to me, and I think it's so beautiful. I don't know. I cannot wait to meet David and be like, where did that? For him, his only grid was through the priest to the Lord. This is a little side note. This is just something I, like, mind-boggling. How did he know that he could have a personal relationship with the Lord? I have no idea. Um, but he even in the law got to tap into something that we get a hundred times. Like we get even more um, that connection to Holy Spirit. So oh, I don't even know where I'm taking this. Let me just look at mine. Um, yeah. In your connection with Holy Spirit, you just have to know that you have access to all of the fruits of the Spirit. I think that's a little something like you know you're connected when you you can, actually, it's just about knowing you have access to it. I remember, um, I think my mom said this to me. I was trying to learn, you know, the fruits of the Spirit are not character. Like, that's not something you're learning as character. That's something you actually have access to at all times. Joy is not something you build. It's something you tap into. It's the Lord. It's like, you know, peace that surpasses all understanding. It's like, no, you don't learn or strive to get peace. You actually just choose to click in to the waterfall of peace that Jesus is. Jesus is the Prince of Peace, and as he lives in you, you know, you get to just tap into that. So the fruits of the Spirit, and that's something, like, I want written everywhere, so I know what I have access to. At all times, I have joy and peace and patience. You know, we think patience and perseverance, you know, that's something we have to ask the Lord for. We have to say, okay, I'm just choosing to lock into what you have given me. Um, so, yeah, and let me see where I'm taking it there. I was going to do something. Yeah. In learning his voice, I think it's really important. Um, Kaylin's going to talk about hearing the voice of the Lord. But um, for me, the fruit is, it's, it's, you're checking the fruit of when he's speaking to you. What is the fruit? For us, it's very easy for us to condemn ourselves. And for even, you know, the thought caster, the accuser of the brethren, to, and we sometimes mistake that as conviction of the Holy Spirit. Sometimes we're like, oh, I'm doing bad. I need to stop. I need to do this, blah, blah, blah. So the way that I filter that out now is by the fruit of what is being spoken to me. If I'm hearing a voice or it's my own voice, and if it brings that condemnation, that darkness, or you're feeling bad about yourself or down on yourself, that shame, if you feel like you want to hide when you hear the voice, it's not the Lord. Like, the Lord, 
when he speaks, it's empowering. So I can give a short story. I remember in second year last year, I uh, turned in a homework assignment without fully finishing it. And I was condemning myself the whole time. I knew what I was doing, and I turned it in. And I was like, Lauren, you never do this. You've lost all your integrity. What are you doing? Like, um, something so silly. Just felt like I was shooting myself, hitting myself. And honestly, I could tell anyone around me I did it. And they'd be like, oh, it's fine. It's just a piece of homework, you know. But for me, it was, like, catastrophic. I was losing my identity. And I was just a worm in the ground. And... um and I heard a different voice come in and say, Lauren, you're better than that. And it wasn't a, Lauren, you're better than that. But it was actually like, it was of love. And he said to me, like, if you don't get that paper, this is going to be something you're process. You're going to, this is something you're going to be processing for the next couple of months until you get it out in the light. So do it now. And it was such a beautiful, like, this is actually for you that I want you to go up to your pastor and tell him that he wasn't pushing me or like making me, but the Holy Spirit was empowering me. And I was like, actually, you're right. That's not me. I'm doing something. I'm, what does Steve say? It's, I'm an integrous person having a non-integrous moment. So I'm like, all right, I'm going to remedy that. And I actually felt empowered to go and do it. After hours of the morning, just, I didn't want to turn it in, but I did. And my condemnation and my shame wasn't motivating me, but his voice, as soon as it came, it cut through and the fruit was empowerment and it was grace. Anytime that he speaks to you, there's grace on his words to carry out and do what you thought you couldn't before. Um, So yeah, I would just want you guys to close your eyes. I'm going to read this. um, It's Psalm 139 in the Passion Translation, and it literally says, you know all about me. That's the title. Um, And I just want to encourage you that this is not a scary place. Like his love for you is so deep and so Hi, like he chose to make you. He knows your heart and he knows that it's pure. That deep down, it's not a, there's not a monster hiding there. There's not um, someone wanting to do bad or anything. Like he's actually created a beautiful human being and he trusts you with the people around you. He trusts you with even yourself. Sometimes we have to trust ourselves with us. Like are, are we safe? So, but he's safe and he's our comforter. So I just want to read this over you if you'd like to close your eyes. It says, Lord, you know everything there is to know about me. You perceive every movement of my heart and soul, and you understand me every thought, my every thought before it even enters my mind. You are so intimately aware of me, Lord. You read my heart like an open book, and you know all of the words I'm about to speak, even before I start a sentence. You know every step I will take before my journey even begins. You've gone into my future to prepare the way, and in kindness you follow behind me to spare me from the harm of my past. With your hand of love upon my life, you impart a blessing to me. This is just too wonderful, deep, and incomprehensible. Your understanding of me brings me wonder and strength. Where can I go from your spirit? Where can I run and hide from your face? If I go up to heaven, you're there. If I go down to the realm of the dead, you're there too. If I fly with wings into the shining dawn, you're there. If I fly into the radiant sunset, you're there waiting. Wherever I go, your hand will guide me. Your strength will empower me. It's impossible to disappear from you or to ask the darkness to hide me, for your presence is everywhere, bringing light into my night. 
There is no such thing as darkness with you. The night to you is as bright as the day. You formed my innermost being, shaping my delicate inside and my intricate outside, and wove them all together in my mother's womb. You've gone into my future to prepare the way, and in kindness you follow behind me to spare me from the harm of my past. With your hand of love upon my life, you impart a blessing to me. So yeah, Holy Spirit, I just I just impart even whatever part of my journey I can give to these people. Just the value for your presence and for your voice. That you know our hearts and that's a good thing and that's a comforting place to be. Where when the world can misunderstand us, Holy Spirit, you know. Yeah, and Jesus, we just welcome your sweet conviction. That word is sometimes we have a bad connotation of it's scary, but no, Lord, your conviction always brings empowerment and grace to carry out what you're asking, Father. So yeah, I just ask that you breathe on these hearts, Holy Spirit, that you would come in as comforter and just heal up the brokenhearted. You are so good to us and We just thank you for the access that you give us to you. Yeah. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Wow, wasn't that amazing? Um, I would love maybe to hear from two what you um, have learned or heard or touched you of loved about what Lauren said. Yes. Okay, so you recognize the lie about integrity and not integrity? That's so good. That's powerful. One more? Jason? Oh, yes. Yeah. Yeah, so Yeah, if you build the walls of fear, you shut God out of your process. That's good, but having actually the Holy Spirit being your wall. That's a good one. So good, so powerful. So, the next one is beautiful Andrea, and she's going to share her story about loving yourself well. So be prepared because she is so beautiful and so amazing. So give it up for Andrea. Thank you. <laughs> Hello. Get comfy. <laughs> I've taken my shoes off because this is something my youth pastor always used to do. She always said, welcome home, every time she spoke. And she had her shoes off. She was sitting down and was just comfy and made us all feel like home, even though there was always new people there, always people who didn't know her or didn't know anyone, but they were allowed to just feel like home. Um, and that's what I just feel here as well. Like, I've never been here before, but I feel like home. <laughs> yeah. Um. <laughs> uh, I just want to start out by saying um, thank you. And that I'm so honored that I actually get to share with you something that's 
so on my heart, something that God is just taking me on a journey through, um, and how privileged I am to actually get to share it with you guys. Uh, yesterday, I mentioned that one of my um, passions is loving yourself well, um, because that's something that God just really has taken me on a journey with. Um, I'm going to give you a little bit like background information um, about my my life um, before I came to BSSM and, and through BSSM and, and how I've worked through this, loving yourself well. Um, so I grew up in a Christian home with really good, good parents. Um, and so I always just thought that, like, I'm in a good place. Like, I don't really have any issues. <laughs> I'm doing great. Um, I believe in God. I believe that he loves me, and I love him. So I just thought that, like, I'm in a good place. I have nothing that I need to change. Um, and I come to BSSM, <laughs> and, well, there's... There's probably always something that you can get better at, always something that um, God wants you to um, just step more into and learn more about. And so I learned pretty soon that I didn't love myself. Um, And that was actually because I took a class that was called Loving Yourself Well. (laughs) And I didn't take it because I thought that I needed it. I took it because I liked the speaker. I was like, I really like her, and so I want to sit in that class. But, like, right away I realized, wow, I don't love myself at all. Because um, I, I realized um, she wanted to, like, take us through um, this time of just, like, writing down on a piece of paper as many things as you could in, like, ten minutes of what you loved about yourself. And it could be anything, like, something you loved about your body or your personality. And I sat there for 10 minutes, it was in a room with like 100 people, and they were all like writing like crazy, and I was like, oh my gosh, I was like writing down like three things in like 10 minutes, and then afterwards, she went like, if you wrote over 30 things, like raise your hand, and like people raised their hands, and then she was like, if you wrote more than 20 things, raise your hand, and then like eventually, she was like, if you wrote less than five things, I want you to stand up, and I was like, no, <laughs> like, it's not okay, um, and that's, that's basically when I realized that, huh, this is, this is not really good, like, I should love myself, because um, God created me, and he loves me, he loves the way that he created me, um, and how many knows that loving yourself well is actually one of the commandments, it's one of the most important important ones, so I'm actually going to go to um, Mark. Mark, if you want to go there with me, you're allowed. <laughs> Mark 12, I think, yes. Huh? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Mark twelve twenty nine, um, about the greatest commandments. It says, the most important one, answer Jesus, is this. The Lord our God, the Lord is one. Love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind and with all your strength. The second one is this. Love your neighbor as you love yourself. There is no commandment greater than these. So that means that those are actually just as important Loving God with all your mind, all your strength, and then loving your neighbor as you love yourself. 
how many knows you can't really love your neighbor really well if you don't love yourself. Um, and that was kind of like some of the painful part that I had to walk through because um, all I wanted was to love the person next to me really well because I compassion is important to me and like loving the person next to me but I realized how well am I doing that if I'm not taking care of myself and loving myself um yeah um so for me it was a journey um of letting God speak into my life letting God um just pour into me with his truths, with um, who he saw me as, who he had created me as, um, what my identity truly was, and just letting him be my father and being his daughter. And so in Romans 8, was really important to me. Um, it's, um, it's about the life through the Spirit, but it's uh, talking about how we are children of God and what that really means. And so I'm just going to read that out. In Romans 14, for those who are, Romans 8, 14, for those who are led by the Spirit of God are the children of God. The Spirit you receive does not make you slaves so that you live in fear again. Rather, the Spirit you received brought about your adoption to sonship. By him we cry, Abba, Father. The Spirit himself testifies with our spirit that we are God's children. Now, if we are children, then we are heirs. Heirs of God and co-heirs with Christ, if indeed we share in his sufferings in order that we may also share in his glory. How beautiful is that? That basically set me up for success. <laughs> set me up um, on this journey of learning to love myself, um, just learning my identity, that I am a daughter no matter what age I'm in. I'm a daughter if I'm 85, I'm still a daughter of God. Um, and letting him just come in and speak truth over me was so important. Um, so I actually, it was a journey. It was not done over the night. It was a journey of actually making a choice that this is something that I want. This is something that I want to be good at because I know how important it is in the kingdom so every day I had to, when I woke up, I had to write down things that I loved about myself, even though it didn't feel right in the moment, even though it didn't feel true, it was true, because our feelings is not always <laughs> that valid, it's not always the truth. We may feel like one thing, but it's not always the truth. That's what Steve talked about this morning. Um, so I had to, even though it was painful, write down, I love that I laugh when it's inappropriate. <laughs> I love, <laughs> like, all these things that I laugh, love about myself. I just wrote down and repeated, like, in the morning, I looked myself in the mirror, and I said, I love myself. I am beautiful today. Um, and it was, it was powerful, and it took me on a journey. I actually learned, like, I am a completely different person today than I was a little bit over a year ago. Um, and that's, I mean, that can be hard to imagine because you didn't know me, but I was, I was insecure, small, I felt small, and every day, like, what I wanted to say about myself was that, oh, no, I'm not important, my voice doesn't matter, people don't want to listen to me, I can stand in the back of the room, that's fine, 
Um, but that's not what God had in mind for me. Um, yeah. <laughs> so I know that um, it doesn't just happen overnight. Loving yourself well is a muscle. You have to exercise it, otherwise it will die. Um, it's just like going to the gym. I mean, how many loves going to the gym? I don't, because <laughs> no one else does either. Great, thank you. Because <laughs> you don't see the result that you want overnight. It takes a while. You have to go back. You have to go back and go back and continue to go back, because otherwise that muscle you're trying to work out, it'll die. And it's the same with loving yourself well. You have to continue. You will never come to a place where you're perfect at it. You'll never come to a place where you're at, like, the finish line. Like, now I can stop working this out because now I know. Like, even though, even though you know your identity, you're still going to have to um, remind yourself and speak that truth over yourself every single day. Um, be kind to yourself. Love yourself because, yeah, otherwise that muscle will die. When we come to that place where we think, oh, I'm good now. Like, I could have done that after that class I took. I could have been like, oh, I feel good now. Like, I can stop because I'm in a good place. But then I would slowly just go back to that place where I started without even realizing it until I was there. And like, oh, I'm back, back to the <laughs> to the starting place. Um, so that's why we have to just, like, keep it up every single day, and so I actually want to challenge you guys, um, even though it's not fun, it's not always fun, but actually, I want to challenge you to, in the morning, speak out five things that you love about yourself. You don't have to write it down, but speak it out, because how many knows there is power in your words? (laughs) It is. Your words are powerful, so when you speak out something, even though you don't believe it, it changes something. It shifts something. Um, so that's my challenge to you. And, uh, yeah, I actually want to, um, bring you guys into just a little moment of, um, asking Holy Spirit what he thinks about you. Um. So if you all want to just close your eyes, Holy Spirit, we just acknowledge your presence. We just thank you that your truth is the truth and that we actually can listen to that. We have a choice that we can listen to you instead of our own minds, instead of our own thoughts that are the first one that usually pop up. So I just pray and I just ask that you will just speak to every single one in this room right now. Just simple what you love about them. Just a simple thing, what makes them unique, what makes them them. Yeah. You can just stay in this moment for a little while. Letting Holy Spirit just confirm you and affirm you. Thank you, God. 
Amen. So I hope just, just take that, whatever Holy Spirit reminded you of, whatever you might have forgotten. <laughs> um, just take that and write it down. And when you wake up in the morning, remind yourself, read it and read it again and read it again because <laughs> you can never um, speak it out too many times. It's the truth, and it's so important that we know it and believe it. Yeah. And it is a journey. Yeah. And so I want to end with some declarations because we know that there is power in our words. It really is. Um, so I want you, everyone, repeat after me. And you can be loud. <laughs> That's actually great. Be loud, <laughs> please. Um, so just repeat after me. I am powerful. I love myself. I know that God loves me. <laughs> and that he is so pleased with me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's good. Good stuff. Yeah. Well, thank you, guys. That's it. That's it. Wasn't she amazing? I love her. I love your pure heart, Andrea. I love what you share. And I just see you, even your passion going to the nations. Just go to the nations and share this because the world needs this. I want to go a little bit in that because um, that was a journey, I think, for all of us. And sometimes we think we are alone in this journey. Sometimes we think that we are the only ones and that we struggle by ourselves. So what I would encourage you with that if you didn't hear anything or didn't saw anything, it doesn't mean that you don't hear God's voice. That's just as a reason, actually an invitation to bring your friends close to you and share it with them. Hey, actually, I struggle a little bit with this. Can you help me to find truth in me? And you know, good friends, they speak the truth and life over you. Friends that downgrade you, I don't, yeah, I don't call those friends. But, so please um, find somebody that helps you in a journey if you are struggling with this. Because this is so important. Because he made us to be our true selves. So, <laughs> not further ado, I just want to introduce the next woman that's going to speak to you. It's Kaylin. So, and Kaylin is talking about... Um, uh, hearing God's voice, and she's some fun things to tell, and she's amazing. So, here she is. Hello. Can I actually have you guys all stand up, please? <laughs> it's getting very relaxed and peaceful. Um, so, can you all stretch? Honestly, this isn't like any receiving or anything. I'm just having you guys stand up and wake up. <laughs> Maybe wiggle your butt a little bit. Get that blood flowing. <laughs> Just watch Jeff. He knows what he's doing. <laughs> yes, if you could lead us all in a group to work. No. Just kidding. I have limited time. Let's not do that. Okay, you guys can sit down. Thank you. Let's just laugh at that. Oh, jeez. That'd be beautiful. I'd like to also say a quick apology. Um, I am the one who's been praying for the snow. That is me. 
I mean, I'm from California, and this gets me really excited. Like, I remember after this morning session, it was snowing. We walked back to the house after the session this morning, and I'm wearing freaking Converse. I'm from California, so I mean, it was absolutely magical. I was dancing my way down the hill as much as I could internally, uh, sliding down. Thank you. Thank you. I did tell God that I was uh, back having lunch, and I'm like, okay, God, they've been complaining. If this snow is going to be dangerous or anything, like, you can stop it, but otherwise keep it going. And it's still snowing, so you guys are fine. You're fine. You're fine. Um, I'm not going to be able to sit this whole time. I like to walk. So I like talking to God, and I really like telling people about it. Um, my first year, uh, so I'm a second year BSSM student and my first year was emotional, very, very emotional. I don't know how much you guys have heard about, um, what BSSM is like, but it feels a little bit like you start school and then you run through a dishwasher a couple times and then you're spit back out and... That's it. <laughs> it's, 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 it's a beautiful process. Very poetic. It's, it's rough. Um, and I remember talking to somebody about it. I'm like, I am so happy for where I'm at because of it. I have grown 12 times as much as I expected, but I would never want to go through it again. Um, and I was talking to my small group last year about what, if you, if you could take away one thing that you've learned from BSSM so far, what would it be? And I actually had them teach it to me a little bit in our small group, which was fun. Um, but I realized that the most important thing that I learned in BSSM was how to talk to God. Very, very simply. Just being able to hear the voice of the Father. Because learning how to pray over people to see healing or learning how to prophesy or learning just honestly how to walk through life all stems back to hearing God for yourself. Because um, one of the most important things that I've learned is that nothing about uh, having a relationship with God is set. <laughs> like nothing is a program or a like a step-by-step -step process. Like I remember... One time I was praying over a woman and um, she said something about like her, her back was hurting. And I'm like, okay. So I pray over it. Nothing happened. Um, and she's like, oh, thank you so much. Like, I appreciate your prayers. And I'm like, no, -uh -uh, no, I am not stopping until I see you, your back healed. And she's like, oh, okay. And so I stopped for a second. And I think this was like a month ago. And I'm like, okay, God how is she going to get healed? And he's like, she's a dancer. And I'm like, okay, <laughs> cool fact. Um, and he's like, I'm, I'm saying I want her to dance. I'm like, oh, gotcha. Okay, <laughs> cool. Um, and so I asked her, I'm like, so do you like to dance? And she's like, oh, I loved to dance when I was little. I, I absolutely loved it. But I stopped doing that. Like, I grew up. I got mature. And I'm like, ooh, I'm sorry. <laughs> uh <laughs> 
and she, and I'm like, you know what? I, I just, I kind of want to dance right now. Like we've been praying, we've been learning things from the conference. Like what if we just dance? And she just looks at me and she's like, okay, let's do it. And so we like went to the back far corner because she didn't want to do it in front of everybody. And we were just twirling around and dancing and just having a good old time. And then I'm like, okay, so you're healed now, right? And she's like, what? And I'm like, check your back, check your back. And she's like, oh, okay. And she bends over and, like, starts, like, doing that, like, testing the healing wiggle. And um, she, she, like, looks at me. And, like, the conference had started going again. Like, the prayer time was over. And she was like, it's healed. Like, all the pain is gone. What, what did you do? And I'm like, I didn't do anything. We just danced. She's like, I'm completely healed. I'm totally healed. And she like began jumping up and down. And um, the speaker was a little disturbed, but we were screaming and laughing and clapping. And I've, from, from all of this, like I've learned that God just really enjoys having fun. And I think that was the most important thing I learned about hearing his voice is I was, I was expecting him to um, say stuff like, thus saith the Lord, I have commanded thee on this day, and then whatever else he had to say. But I've realized um, he's really funny and actually very sarcastic, and he laughs at me a lot. Uh, I do a lot of things that make him laugh, and I remember this this is going to rub a little religious spirit the wrong way. But I remember, uh, so last year I got my prayer language. And I remember I was really frustrated that I couldn't speak in tongues yet. And I was sitting in my car just like trying to force something to come out. Like I was saying like, like just all the words, all the weird sounds that you hear people do. And I was like, I said it. And then I paused and I was like, was that it, God? And then he's like, what did you just say to me? (laughs) And I'm like, what? 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 And he was like, no, you, no, you didn't say anything. That wasn't, that wasn't a language. And I'm like, okay, I'll try again next time. And he just laughed. Like, he, he loves having fun with me. And I, I just realized, like, I was planning on, like, I was thinking through this, um, I don't know if this is a preach or just a story time with Kalen, but... I was trying to plan out what I wanted to say. I was trying to, like, think through, like, all the juicy nuggets of information that I could give to you guys. And God just keeps bringing me back to, like, keep it simple. Like, simplicity is key. He, it's like, before BSSM, I was really worried about um, getting it right. And if I heard God... I would have to like double check it with my sister because she's always been really, really prophetic. Um, and I actually leaned on her for years of, because I was, I was so scared of trying to talk to God for myself because I'm like, what if I hear wrong? What if I, I believe he said this when in reality he said something else totally different and I screw up my life because I got this wrong and like I got the phrasing wrong or like I just freaked out. I lived in a lot of fear, but it's like what what I've learned is that very simply 
we were created by him. <laughs> and I, it's not that complicated. Um, I remember I was driving in my car one day and God was like, I, I talked to you um, for a reason. Like, I talked to you this way for a very specific reason. And I'm like, okay, continue. <laughs> Often I have to pause because he likes those dramatic silences in between. Um, and I'm like, okay, continue, God. And he's like, I am the creator of trees. I put every little leaf on each tree. I breathe life into all of creation. I very simply spoke out a word and everything just happened. I, I breathed life into Adam and Eve. I, I tell the waves when to move. I tell the wind when to blow. I, I, I am the creator. Um, don't you think it'd be really easy for me to speak to you really, really clearly? And I'm like, yeah, yeah, I think so. I think, I think you'd be able to do that. And it's been this process of me leaning in and realizing that it's not about me getting it right or wrong when it comes to hearing his voice. It isn't about being able to, yeah, it's not about getting it right or wrong. It's about leaning in and choosing to listen. Um, because what I've learned is that everybody hears him very differently. Uh, he sounds different with each person. He has a different accent with each person. Um, with some people, he's a little bit more sarcastic than with other people. Um, he speaks French. He speaks German. He speaks all the different languages. But the only reason is because he's communicating to you individually. And... Um, The key, I wrote this down earlier, I like this quote. The key is a willingness to listen, to put aside your expectations, fear, and pride in pursuit of hearing the authentic voice of your father. I'm going to read that again. The key in hearing God's voice is a willingness to listen, to put aside your expectations, your fears, and your pride in pursuit of hearing the authentic voice of your father. He really likes talking. He's very chatty. He has a lot of things to say. And I, I would love to actually um, lead you guys in a little bit of an activation of hearing God for yourself. Um, I've, I've realized that most of the time when I have a fear about what is God going to say, it's like, it's this thing of like when you're little, you, um, you, you have this fear that like, oh my gosh, like 
um, I don't know if I want to talk to my dad about this because what is he going to say? Like, is he, is he going to be mad? Is, like, what is he going to sound like? Um, but I've realized that every time I have set that aside and sat down and have been like, okay, God, what do you, what do you have to say about this fear that I have? It's always so much better <laughs> than I expect. He's always so much kinder. He's always so much gentler. He's always so much um, funnier <laughs> than I expect him to be. He's, he's a really chill dude. Um, and I really need that in my life. I, my dad is very sarcastic. And he, my dad is very funny. So um, I need a heavenly father who is as well. Um, so if you guys have a phone like with notes on it or like a notebook or a arm to write on, uh, if you could get those out, please. So, what I would like you to do is, um, <laughs> okay, uh, so I want, I want you to close your eyes and, um, I want you to say hi to God. <laughs> Uh, he is very friendly. He does like greetings. Um, so, oh, okay. All right. All right. Sorry. I'm going to make this a little bit more organized. Um, repeat after me. <laughs> Hi, God. I put aside my expectations of you right now. Would you tell me some things that I wouldn't expect you to tell me about myself? And then you don't need to repeat this, but just listen for a little bit. And when you hear something, it could literally be the most random thing in the world. Um, write it down and then ask him about it. Ask questions. Press in.
All right. I'm sure he said quite a few interesting things. And also, if you feel like you didn't hear something, if you if you're thinking in your head like what if what if I didn't hear right? What if what if that was just my imagination? What if what if what if what if what if? Um just keep keep trying this. This is one of the ways that I learned how to hear God's voice clearer and more precise is by literally just sitting down and being like, okay, God, tell me something I don't expect you to say. And in this process, um, I learned more about his personality. I learned more about his heart. I learned more about how he talked to me. And for the first while, I didn't think I heard anything, um, but I would just write down whatever random thing I was thinking about. Um, so I encourage you to ask questions, especially when it doesn't make sense. Um, I don't have an example right now, but I've noticed I've he he has this really cool way of leading me through his heart with um, by allowing me to ask him questions, and it's it's simple. He's your dad. He likes talking to you. And he talks to you different than he talks to your friend. Um, so, yes. Amen. That's the end of my thing. Thank you, guys. Thank you, Kaylin. That was so good. Aren't they all powerful? I'm so happy that they're all on a trip. Can we just give them one big applause again? That's so amazing. I just love that they bring all their selves. Isn't that cool? What actually BSSM, just that we allowed ourselves to transform us and actually not change us, but making us more in who we are. So, so a lot of people think, oh, are you changed now? No, I'm more myself. You know, is that amazing? And I always, I'm so surprised at, how God made so many people on this world and nobody is the same. Isn't that amazing? It's so cool. Thank you, Kayleen, for being your authenticity and who you are and your joy and your humor and your fun. I just love you. You're amazing. So I'm going to introduce myself. <laughs> so that's fun. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So my name is Sana. You heard my name. Think I have a sauna. I bring peace. No, I bring no uh, all those things that you. Do. Well, I do, but I was going visible in a sauna. I was like, no, not all. <laughs> just, just a sauna is peace. Just don't go further. That just brings peace. So yeah. Um. Before I introduce myself, I'm a squirrel, so I can go from this topic to that topic really easily. So if you see me, go there, just just be with me, okay? <laughs> if I talk too fast, you just say, slow down. And because I can be overly excited and just don't want to So um, what I want to share with you today is my no fear campaign that I had and did with in first year. So I want to share a little bit about my story, where I came from, what I go after, what I still go after, and I, 
I want to go after all my life because you how wow how many of you know that our life is a process and God is the God of the impossible and more so we will never stop learning so I will never stop growing in this so are you ready just okay we just pause ourselves a little bit just open your arms just in a receive mode breathe in and breathe out and breathe in and breathe out thank you. you're doing so well okay by the way i'm not surprised if god is going to move or is moving so i'm not shocked if the holy spirit is doing something or so you have total freedom in just being comfortable and being you who you want to sit or lay down or just receive or what you want to do this couple of uh, minutes but just just be you so that's what i like i like being family so this feels like family okay i come out of a family um of five kids i am the fourth so my mom had um one two three after each other they're probably oh <laughs> they're maybe watching right now uh, 35 34 33 and then five years later it's, it's me 28 and then five years later is my younger brother it's 23 five years yeah 20. yeah so um my mom she was like oh they're all going to school and i'm alone so i want to have another baby and then i came and then i went to school and just no i'm alone again and then she had my brother so my mom and my dad are the best oh i love them so much they raised us in in just such a purity such a wisdom just i've grown up in the church they're married for 40 years this year so i love them with all my heart but um i grew up also with things that didn't went very well so in all families you have just a beautiful family but sometimes things happen you know who can relate with that thank you i'm not by myself okay so i want to talk about being responsive to grace that's actually a core value of mine and also a core value in our school and i want to go a little bit into that being responsible to grace and what god actually had for me going to be sesam and getting rid of shame and fear because i walked with shame and fear i think probably all my life i've been born with only a hearing percentage of 20% so i was actually almost deaf i couldn't hear well um i had seven surgeries i um had those little things in my ear that you can hear well i had holes in my um my my when you open those things you know medical words is not in my vocabulary yet so i'm trying holy spirit so um that went well and actually i had a speaking teacher she teached me how to speak because i pointed everything but i learned to actually lip read so that's actually quality that i learned out of it so you cannot gossip about me because i see everything no <laughs> no so um yeah so i grew up actually with um 
rejection because I thought people were talking about me or they didn't want me to hear anything because I saw them talking, but I couldn't hear anything. So I was a girl that wanted to know, what are you saying? What are you doing? What are you, what are you doing? And, and they were like, oh, go away. You just always want to be with everybody. So rejection, rejection wanted to, as a little kid already come in my head. And Actually, it made a little, I explain it as a spiral. It come as a spiral around me. And I teach myself during the years, oh, I'm not good enough. I have to be quiet. I have to be, I have to be sitting in the right position. Otherwise, they think that I am too much. Oh, and all those lies and fear of man started to rise. And just, oh, um, if I do this, they probably think I'm crazy because I'm the girl that always want to know all those crazy lies. And it became a whole spiral around me and it created actually an identity. I created a identity out of that because I didn't know better. And, um, and being in first year, I grew up as a teenager, pretty rebellious because I was done. I was done with people always bullying me, um, saying to me what I'm not at, what I'm not, what I'm not. That's good. What I'm not. And I actually was pretty done. And so I wanted, you know, the saying, I want to look the love in the world. You know, in the Christian saying, you have the world and Jesus. You know, you cannot have one foot here and one foot there. So I was like, well. Let's have a journey in the world. So I went looking for love in different places than God. I went looking for love and affections with um, going to clubs, um, getting my love out of different boys, just all kinds of crazy things that I did because I wanted to be loved. I wanted to belong somewhere because all that rejection and I wanted to strive to please love me. So I did everything. How many know that's actually not, not so good to do that? But as a teenager, you, as a puber, oh, sweet Jesus, my parents, I always like, oh, I'm so sorry, Papa, Mama, what I did to you. But they, bear, they prayed for me. Isn't that amazing? Have parents pray for you every day? If you are a parent, your prayers for your children are working. I see right now when you, you're praying for your children that are actually lost and not are not with the Lord, your prayers are working. It worked with me. And if it works with me, it works for you. Because my breakthrough is your breakthrough. It, it truly is. And I feel the Lord on this right now. So everybody that has a child or a brother or sister that's not with the Lord, just keep praying, pressing in, even if you're already praying for over 20 years. It's coming. Your prayers are powerful and effective. Okay. Going further. So I grew up with rejection and self-hatred, shame, fear, ashamed of myself all the time. How I looked, what I did, what I... So not good. Not good. Pass forward. First year. Haha. <laughs> first year. Day. First year, what you said about the dishwasher, oh my goodness. First year was like, I don't know, a roller coaster on steroids. It was like, you sit like, oh, fun. 
and then you go and like, oh my gosh, I cannot do this. It's too hard. And you go in loops and you go all the way around and they just everything falls off. If you hang upside down, you can't have, have actually have nothing in your pockets because everything will fall out, you know? So they shake off out your pockets that you hide. So one, one time our pastor, Leslie Crandall was talking about the cup, like with some black water and she's like, Jesus wants it clean. And if you shut Jesus out and have a lid on it, he cannot come with it cleaning water and getting rid of your shame or your fear. So she was pouring out the water and suddenly something hit me. It's like, oh my goodness, I'm so, my life is so based on fear and shame. Everything is a lie that I'm believing. It hit me. And then a revival group, my revival group pastor, she said, let's go after shame and fear today. So I was like, no. <laughs> so she, she said, close your eyes and God's going to talk to you about what happened or what's going on. And suddenly Jesus took me back in a really gentle way of something that happened now, 12 years ago, something that happened 12 years ago that actually wasn't true. And at that point, shame came really deeply in my life. It was that I thought I was um, abused, sexually abused, but it was not. Actually, I chose actually to give my everything. But I created a lie because I was so ashamed for my family. I was so ashamed for my friends. I was like, because growing up in a church and you think God, I thought, oh, God is a punishing God. I thought like that. Isn't that crazy? God loves you. Why should he punish you? But anyway, so he talked, he brought me back to that. And he it's like, actually, Sana, that didn't really happen. You actually chose for it, but there is so much grace. Are you responsive to my grace today to actually receive healing and receive love and actually receive my love that I have for you and my exception and my, so I'm like, oh, Jesus. And my husband was sitting next to me and I'm married, by the way, for six and a half years already to amazing husband, Stephen. And I was like, he doesn't even know. But maybe he wants to divorce me right now if you tell him. Isn't that crazy? All those lies that shame is like, shame steals your identity. Shame is the robber of identity. The same as fear is the enemy of love. And so I stumbled and said it to Stefan. Lauren was there. She was in first year. I stumbled it to Stefan. It's like, this is actually what not really happened. And he was like, he was like Jesus he came to me, he's like, he wrapped around me. He's like, I love you, sweetie. This is so amazing. I love you. You're important. And he, I started crying so intensely because I, I didn't expect that. I've never experienced that, that actually people surrounded me. And then I went to my pastor and she said, oh, I think you should tell that out loud in the group and get free. And I was like, if you have shame ever before in your life, you feel a pressure on your chest and you almost think you choke and you're like, I cannot do this. It took me about 10 minutes to get the words out because I was so afraid for rejection, for um, um, 
what will people think of me right now? The whole year they would know this and have um, actually judged me, you know? I was used to being judged because I judged myself. Um, so isn't that even funny? If you judge yourself, you judge others, and you actually think that God judges you. Is that the triangle? Isn't that weird? So, but that's a, that's a squirrel, sorry. <laughs> so when I spoke it out loud, the people... The whole group, 60 people, ran at me because I fell on the ground, crying, sobbing. Snot came out of my nose, out of my eyes, uh, everywhere. It was, but it was so intense. I, it was, it, I cannot describe how shame wants to shut you down and isolate you. And the whole group ran at me and just all wrapped around me. It's like, you're so loved. You're so amazing. You're so powerful. This is so good. And I was shocked. And it was at that moment, I was get free from shame and it never came back to me again because it came into the light. And I've had a group around me that accepted me as who I am. And they saw me as who God sees me, loved, being a daughter, being powerful, knowing what to say, changing the world, all those things. And I was like, what? What is this? And it hit me so hard. I was so free that from that day on, I ran after fear. I ran after everything that feared me or ashamed me. I was like, no, there is no fear or shame in heaven, so why should I feel that? And always ask God, okay, what is in heaven? Okay, there is no fear. So I shouldn't have it. There is no should or shouldn't in heaven. So why should we have that? Ah, uh-huh, should. So I ran after fear. And no, I don't should here. No, 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 no. I would never do that. So I ran after fear. And I just say, oh, that's, I'm so afraid to pray for that person. I give a prophetic word right now. Oh, I was like, uh-oh, fear. So I went to Stefan. It's like, this is... What makes me afraid? And Steve was like, okay, go after it. Go to the person. It's like, okay, okay. <laughs> but every step I took, God was with me and guided me. You can do it. You're so powerful. You're born for this. You're born for revival. You're born to be a prophet. You're born to, to prophesy. You're born to bring the world. You're born to bring the word. You're born to bring freedom. You're born to be yourself. And I had the whole journey, actually, of knowing myself and who I am. And I want to encourage you with that and um, empower you to actually go after your fears and find your buddy, find your best friend, your husband, your wife, and talk with them about your fears and talk about what you're ashamed of because... If we don't do that, we cannot step into fully who we are in Christ. And that is that we are made to be free. We are made to be loved. We are made to be fully ourselves. And if you start talking the truth, oh, I am powerful. I am worthy. I know what to say. Those spirals of lies and fears go down, go down, and go down in a way that you can fully stamp on it 
And you know, it takes you on a journey. It's not overnight. It takes you on a journey. I'm still on it. I'm still running after it. I'm still talking with God after I preach. And it's like, how did you like it? Because I don't want to um, get my answers out of people. I want to get my worth out of you. So what I do is first going to God. What did you thought about me talking right now? I said, you did so good. You're so amazing. It's like, okay, that's enough. I only need to know what God thinks of me. And that's it. And we, I'm so ready that everybody steps in their true identity. Because that's what we're called to be. And I'm so passionate about seeing everybody, every single one of you, just stepping in the powerful you that you are created to be. So don't try to compare yourself with others because he made you to be you. That's who he needs. So I want to, um, I just want to close with this. I want to empower you and not challenge you, but actually run after your fears. Like you only need, like in, I can compare myself with John 8, with the woman in adultery. Jesus didn't throw a stone to me. He crossed the line and accepted me just as I am. And like Paul, Paul persecuted people. I persecuted myself, but I had one encounter with God, a love encounter, and he opened my eyes. Paul was blind, and grace came to him, and Aeneas means grace. And showed him God is grace and opened his eyes. You know, Paul mentions 120 times grace in the Bible. And the word grace is in the Bible 125 times. I want to, I'm like Paul. I am so courageous. Bold faith. Going for it. And being responsive to his grace. So, yeah. Be responsive to his grace. Because it's a gift that he gave when Jesus died for us. Isn't that amazing? All the curses are broken. All the fear cannot have a hold in us. All the shame cannot have a hold in us because we're free. We're meant to be free. So yes? Do you receive this? Yes. Okay. No. So um, what we want to do right now um, is prophesy and give you some words. Just first, I want you guys to stand up and do a little exercise because you're sitting down already for one and a half hours. So we're going to stretch to the side a little bit. Have you Don't hit somebody, but your arms up and breathing in. And get your back cracked a little bit. Yes. Even doing this, I already see that people are getting healed right now from pain in your arms and your left shoulder. So keep on trying to move yourself. I see even knees, injuries in your knees being healed right now because you're like stretching. So, okay, you can sit down again. So, team, come up. And let's prophesy. Can we all just thank Sana for her message really quick? Isn't she amazing? 
I have to say, I had the incredible privilege to be there while Sana was walking out this journey. And there was a tangible difference. I remember this revival group that we had and remember her falling on the ground. And for me, I was like also covered in shame and like, okay, if she can do it, I can do it. And just seeing this like tears. And for weeks after in school, she'd just be laughing hysterically all the time. And I remember nudging my sister and I'm like, that is major healing. Like I just, it just was so cool the way the Lord met her with joy in her healing process. So she is incredible and more sauna today than when I met her. (laughs) Yeah, I didn't even mention that, but the day after I was on the ground for eight hours laughing and healing. I never experienced joy for 12, 10 years then. And so God totally healed me. And I was a little bit off with manifestations, but that day, boy, when God hits you, when the Holy Spirit hits you, you just... Just let it happen. Okay, let it happen. If you don't know what he's doing, just let it happen. (laughs) That's the thing. Yes, so we have some uh, prophetic words that we want to give you. So if you want to record it, please have your phone out. Maybe we we are calling you out and you can record it. And the word prophecy means do it again. So, and testimony, the word testimony is do it again. And prophecy is the word, a testimony of what it's God is doing. And maybe it doesn't make sense what Steve's talked about already, but just receive it and let it sink and let God flow it in. Are you okay? Are you okay? Are you good? Is it not a good say? Are you okay? Is that, are you okay? Are you good or Okay. Okay, you're good. We're good. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Is everybody awake? Yes. So I will start off with one and then we go down. Does the word Ashley or does the name Ashley mean something to somebody? Name Ashley? Or an Ashley? Or or um, you have your mother or your sister or it's related or... She was here this morning. Oh, I saw her. Okay. Is she going to be here tonight? Okay. I will. Tomorrow at church, I will give her her word tomorrow. Okay. Then is Roger. Yes, Roger. Can you please stand up, Roger? So, Roger, what I see over you is that you are a true fiery worshiper. And I see songwriting over you and actually the prophetic singing over you rising up and that you have a voice and what you sing brings breakthrough. And I see that even um, increasing the couple of months that are coming and that you're shifting atmospheres from being locked into freedom because you have your journey, your intimacy with the Lord is so intense and so true that God is like, I want to burn those words out of your mouth and bring freedom because you are a freedom releaser like a stormtrooper you are going for it and i see it's your time it's your time to um go for it and just have fun i see lots of fun with with god did you when you were younger um climbing trees or had a tree house just climbing all of that. I see that God is taking you into the trees again and climbing 
uh, into your treehouse and just actually going into a deeper level of intimacy with him. As you had as a kid just climbing this tree to be free, I see that increasing and a supernatural grace actually to see in a spiritual realm and to see what God is doing. So I'm going to bless you with that. Thank you. Is Maddie here? Yes. She not here? Okay, I will give her a word. It's okay. Does the name Esther mean anything? Is there an Esther? Esther. 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 Does the word mean something to somebody? It's Maddie's middle name. That's cool. Um, yeah. <laughs> okay, <laughs> we'll give that word then tonight to do. Um, that's good. Will all the women stand up, please? All the women stand up. Okay. Today is your day. You're called to speak. You're called to stand up. And be, I see you as mother of the nation, mother. And your mother heart is a nurturing heart. And I see this is your time. And God is so proud of you, who you are as a woman, who you have stepped through all those seasons of your life being a woman. And I want to encourage you that God is so proud of you, of how you're doing life right now and how powerful you are. And I see an increase of his loving wave in these next couple of months even, an increase of waves that he wants to wave you with his love and just a deeper level of what he sees and speaks about you. So, yeah, I want to bless you with that, that you, you're so powerful and you've got what it takes. You've got what it takes to have one idea and t- change the nation. Yeah. So... And you're not too old or not too young. So, thank you. Amen. Okay. God's been reminding me. I uh, I wrote a word on the last flight over here, so I might circle back to that after I read through it again. Um, hi. What is your name in the red? Danielle? Oh, I love that name. I saw creativity all over you. Like you, um, it was like when God was creating you, it was like he was putting the essence of creation inside of you and what flows out of you and what flows out of your mouth, what flows out of your hands um, is like your, what you say and what you create and what you do um, is a very it's like a beautiful stream from your heart and you're so connected with god you're so connected with what god is saying and how his heart is moving and um yeah you you are a beautiful representation of creation yeah bless you (laughs) and then the woman in the back with the scarf hi what is your name marjorie Mar- Marjorie? Marjorie. Marjorie. <laughs> oh, yeah. I forgot to ask you. Can you stand up, please?
please. Yes, the red scarf. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, oh no. Um, I saw that you've, uh, over your life, you've created or you've planted an orchard um, spiritually. And uh, something that I have been hearing about trees recently is that they, uh, they're grown for generations to come. They're grown for the future. They're grown for what is going to come after them. And you have not just planted one or two trees. You've been planting an orchard of countless, countless, countless trees. You have been investing in the future. You've been investing in your family line. You've been investing in those around you. And what you have been doing um, and who you are and the fruit that comes out of who you are will be seen for generations to come. What you have built in your lifetime has been established and your words are pure power. Your words are pure intercession. You shift uh, reality. You shift the course of history because of what you've been investing. And I hear God saying, thank you. I am proud of you. You have done so well. Yeah. Bless you. Okay. That's beautiful. I want all the women to stand up. <laughs> yeah, this is really cool. I felt really strongly this morning, just this highlight on the women. This is not to disqualify you men at all, at all. Like we value your strength. Uh, Kaylin says she's got one for you guys. So, <laughs> but right now I just, yeah, no, yeah, totally. Honestly, the what's feels like been highlighted to me as like a divine partnership but um what we need is we need you women we need your voice um what i really heard strongly was um deborah's we're being raised up deliverers um and her story is just so cool um i was reading it a little bit because um well because i got this word obviously um i don't know you know sometimes you know we're reading the bible a lot of people you know, some of their misconceptions of Christianity is that women are blah, 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 less than whatever. And then you got like these powerhouse women like Deborah who deliver a nation, who ask, you know, their sidekick, you know, to help them. And then they just end up leading anyway. So um, let's see, what did I write down? Uh, yeah, so God is raising you up as deliverers, strong and mighty women. You are taking your place as true partners with what God is doing. And I just want you to really take and receive that for yourself. And so I'm going to ask that you just, um, yeah, just like Sana said, not too young, not too old. You have something of the nature of God that we need, especially in the Christian um, realm. The world is, you know, is trying to, you know, also um, close the gender gap, whatever. But we we can pave the way in this, and that is us as women who are going after their identities. That's why I want you to stand up. And even I'm going to stand up on up here just so you guys know, like you can hold your head up with pride that you are women, that we have such a cool job to sustain life and to be deliverers and to raise up deliverers. And just the cool thing that we get to have our hand in the way that the society can go. Everyone who's on this earth was born of a woman and we just get to carry that legacy inside of us and to birth it. So I want to make some declarations right now, and I encourage you to make these declarations over yourself. Um, ask the Lord for some tailor-made to you, but 
if you could repeat after me, um, I am strong. I am strong because I am a woman. I have something the world needs. I have something to say. I have a special part in the Lord's plan. Yeah, and I have the strength to deliver nations. Yeah, you guys, you have a powerful voice. I just love that you've been highlighted today. And as I look out, all I see is like powerhouses, just individual powerhouses. And as women, we can unite together as well and just, you know, put off, you know, perfectionism. Just throw that out. Put off, um, you know, just celebrate one another. We're on the same team, especially even with the men. We're here to partner together. So you can have a seat, ladies. Uh, let's see. Um, I don't think they're here right now, so I might do this tonight. Is it Mike? And he was at the leadership dinner. Okay, because, okay, I saw them in. All right, I can do that tonight. Um, yeah, I feel like I said this during my little speak, but I just, God is healing broken hearts today. And so I really encourage you to just tap into that. I, ha- I woke up with like a, kind of a pain in my heart. So I'm going to go after that in healing as well, but a physical pain as well. And I just feel like what God is on today is healing hearts. So if you feel like, you know, you've battled with brokenness, um, God's sealing it up today. And you can take hold of that and receive that for yourself. Um, let's see. Yeah, um, actually, can I have the lady with the scarf? The dark scarf <laughs> next to the lady with the red scarf. You can scan, stand up there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I just um, was reminded, is it Psalms 1 that talks about the oaks of righteousness? Or the tree of life? Okay, there's a psalm that talks about the oaks of righteousness. And I just see you as this incredible strength as you are just planted by the stream um, that is the Lord. And even the, um, yeah, I just even hear, I think it's, oh gosh, Ezekiel 49, where he talks about the temple, the water flowing from the temple, 41 or 49, one of those. Um, but I just see this incredible season of intimacy where you have built that with the Lord. You are the oak of righteousness. You have um, been steadfast and standing strong, but he's increasing it. And as the water flows from the throne, you're going from glory to glory it's ankle deep, it's knee deep, it's waist deep, it's over your head, you have to swim. And so I just want to release that river over you of intimacy that your time is not done and your journey with the Lord will never level off. You only go from glory to glory. So I just bless you in that. And um, one of the cool things that's going to happen out of that is you're going to be able to impart that intimacy to those around you and just know that when you walk around people, they feel that intimacy, that you just, in a smile, in a hug, in a touch, you release your history with the Lord around those. So just never doubt your voice and the truth that you bring. You have his ear. And so um, I just speak out, you know, and, and know that you carry his voice and his presence so well. Yeah. All right, I have a word for you on the first row. What's your name again? Russ, I see it. Um, what I felt God saying over you is that you have the strength of a lion and the gentleness of a dove. 
in that I just see you as such a father, not just for your own children, but for other people, other people's children. Um, just as a spiritual father, actually, that people just see you as such a safe place, someone they can come to. Um, and you just represent the Heavenly Father so well. Just represent him so well, just the way that you are you, just the way that you love him and love people around you. Um, Something more that I was going to say. Holy Spirit. <laughs> um, yeah. Um, my favorite thing about God as a father is his kindness. And that's something I see in you, is kindness. That's my all-time favorite about Jesus. I'm like, every time I'm before Jesus, I'm like, Wow, I just thank you for your kindness. You're so kind, and I see that in you. You're just so kind. Just carry that kindness of a father. Um. <laughs> wow, yeah. Yeah, I just bless you. I just bless you. Your heart, the purity that you carry, the example that you set for other men, for young men. They can just look to you, look up to you, what it looks like to really be a man, what it looks like to really be a father, because that's something you just carry so strongly. Hmm. <laughs> I had another word. Um, let's see. Um, I had a word for you in the colorful. Um, yes. What's your name? Christine. Is it okay that I give you a word? Yeah. Um. <laughs> like I was like I know what I'm gonna say and then in a second done. But um, yeah, it was actually really you were highlighted to me right away, and um, actually a lot of what I wanted to. Oh, I mean I can hold if you're <laughs> trying to record. <laughs> okay, you were highlighted to me right away, and um, oh, there we go. <laughs> um, and actually before like you two were highlighting the women like you were highlighted to me and and some of what you released for all the women was something that I really just saw in you um and I saw especially Esther over you which is funny why you said the name Esther I was like wow the I just see the Esther's anointing over you um the boldness that she had the strength that she had I just see you yeah the word boldness is just written all over your head like you're just walking in such a security of who you are, a security of who your father is. Um, you just carry that so well. And the strength that Esther had to just, even though she knew that she could get killed for going to the king when it was not her time, she did it because she knew that um, she had the power to save her whole nation. And I just see that over you. I see the nations over you, actually. I don't know if you have a heart for traveling or have a heart for um, different nations, but um, I just see you just like taking a people and just um, being their voice. People who, some people who may not have ever been able to stand up for themselves or may not have ever, um, yeah, been able to speak up, but you're just being a voice for them. 
and just guiding them and teaching them um, uh, yeah, what it really it means to be a child of God. And so, yeah, I guess that's it. Esther's anointing over you. <laughs> yeah. Aren't they amazing? Yes. So um, we can go all, all day, but um, it's, I think, also time to almost have supper. You say supper, right? Yes. So um, what we want to do, we have still tonight and tomorrow, we have some words for, you, for some of you still specifically, so we will want to come up to you and just share the word with you, but we don't, we're getting out of time. One word, just the guy in the green, you, I see traveling over you, and I see um, actually you going to the nations and spread just the word of God. So, and I see specifically Asia over you and just Australia. So, um, we say yes and amen. And do you receive it? <laughs> and we just want to just say to you, have a great afternoon, supper, and I don't know if you want to say something in close, but thank you guys for having us. All right. That was awesome. How many of you guys are encouraged just listening to their stories? I mean, it's just awesome. I want to do something um, just really quick. Um, this is not planned, but what I'd like to do is I want to bless these four girls and we want to take up a quick offering for them. And we want to bless them. Because what they've done today is that they've stepped out of their own comfort zones. And they've given us something of themselves. And I want to bless them as a house. Is that all right? Do you guys think that's a good idea? Because we, we didn't do an offering today or this afternoon, right? So I'm just kidding. I'm just, but what I'd like to do is so like if I could get a couple of guys from House of Hope to grab just a, a, a basket uh, for me, please. And uh, we're just going to do cash. This is just going to be a cash deal. And uh, if you have any extra cash and stuff, what I'd like you to do is the girls are going to stand up here, and uh, they're just going to hold on to the bucket. I want you to bless them as they come by, put something in. Paulette, can I have that? Ba- or just need one. So thanks. Come on up, girls. And uh, just file by them and put, just put some cash in and bless them and just say thank you. Just tell them that you love them. And, uh, and we'll divide it up equally amongst them. And, um, and we just want to see that happen and just pour that in. Okay?